Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fence Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, all of our different social media outlets. We're also the official uh, show for the Fan Sided Network as well as FinFanatic.com. We're here on day two of the NFL free agency tampering period. Again, uh, we're not going to wait till. The, the start of free agency. This is day two of free agency here. And, uh, you know, Paul, I got to say, I lost my cool a little bit today on uh, on Twitter. Uh, lost some followers, which is fine with me because I believe in, in quality over quantity. You don't the like Miami, people. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that too. But quality over quantity. And the Miami Dolphins clearly don't feel the same way. Uh, they have now spent... Almost $10 million this year on three players. Uh, quarterback Jacoby Brissett, running back Malcolm Brown, and tight end Seathan Carter. Meanwhile, they have gaping holes at running back, wide receiver, um, defensive end, linebacker, and center. So I'm going to get this out of the way first because I don't have a big problem with the players individually. But I, I've got to be... I've got to sit here and think, okay, we're two days into free agency now and $10 million are going to be off the books here for three players who are not going to be starting players for the Dolphins this year. We're killing it, Cat. At some point next season, it's possible we'll have a backfield of Jacoby Brissett with Seathan Carter at the fullback position. I know you didn't want to say fullback. And Malcolm Brown at tailback. And I will cry. So if that tells yeah, me. I will. I will too for a different reason. And, and let me tell you the the most cringeworthy quote that I hear. That's just saying it's one of those things that football fans say, and and it, it just makes me cringe. Quality depth, and that's the word I hear thrown around all the time. When I hear the word qu- a player that's quality depth, it ju- isn't that just another way of saying not good enough to start? Because that's what these three players are. Uh, and uh, look, and and I'll say this, and, and I'm getting this out of the way because look, there's a lot out there now. The Dolphins have in the mid 20 million in cap room. They've got all these draft picks, and, and they have a good roster. I'm not I'm not saying that this has ruined the offseason or anything stupid like that. Um, I just think that money could have been better spent, much better spent somewhere else. No, I'd agree with you on that. I mean, you know, if only they had spent. Um, well, I would have taken Jacoby Brissett plus Marvin Jones, leave the other two out of the mix for pretty close to the same price based on what he signed for out in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that would have been a much more responsible way to use uh, with what they had. I mean, Marvin Jones signs today with the Jaguars. Two years, $14.5 million, $9.5 million guaranteed. Reasonable contract. And... Um, at running back, 
you know, uh, out there. I, th- I I really think that there are 15 running backs out there on the market that are better than Malcolm Brown. And if it's like, okay, well, we're going to draft a running back. We're going to draft Najee Harris or Devontae Williams or Travis Etienne. Okay, well, you didn't need Malcolm Brown then. So none of that makes sense. I mean, Malcolm Brown was clear-cut third best running back on the Rams this year. Cam Akers was was far better. Daryl Henderson was far better. He had his best season with, what, 419 rushing yards this year? So it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, to, to compare it to Jordan Howard, uh, I think is forgetting the fact that Jordan Howard actually had two good years in the NFL. He did. Well, well, well before he came to Miami. Um, you know, you and I were debating this off the air before we hopped on here, and in reality, we settled we settled on neither one of them is really a quality NFL running back. Um, and this move, like I could get my head around Seathan Carter a little bit. Um, definitely understood signing a punter. You know, I was in on signing Jacoby Brissett. This Malcolm, this Malcolm Brown one makes no sense. In any way, shape, or form, he's n- <sighs> and and let's say that, and I'm still looking for the contract numbers, but I can imagine what it would be. It's too probably much, about, probably about three million a year. I'd say same thing as Jordan Howard type contract. Still too much. Uh, and and if it were just Seathan Carter or just Jacoby Brissett or just Malcolm Brown, I would understand it a little more. Okay, you like this player a lot more than than, than people around the NFL. I get it. But did nobody in the rooms think, hey, we've spent $10 million and we don't have another starting player yet? Isn't that kind of a problem? I, That's what I don't quite get. We did, too, get a starting player. Don't you dare. Punters are starters. No, Punters are starters. They're barely people. Um, so No, I actually did have a problem. We have this crappy free agency start, and we're we're arguing on the show already. No, no, no. Look, and and actually, the first two moves, Michael Michael Pilardi, uh taking the place of Matt Hawk, who by the way has signed with the Buffalo Bills. Um, I didn't have a big problem with that move because you're probably, you know, if, if Pilardi is healthy, then you may be getting the same caliber of punter at a better price. Isaiah Wilson, you know, unless there's an issue with with his bonus money then I'm fine with that too because the Dolphins basically swapped seventh round picks and I'll pay him I'll pay him a million or 1.2 million this year that's that that's totally fine because I think betting on the upside with him is worth it um, but I did not like what happened today hey Dolphins fans support for on the fin side is brought to you by Manscaped who are the best in men's below the waist grooming Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We've got an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower clean and easy. I now feel confident shaving my boys. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Kat and I already have our Perfect Package 3.0 on the way. What are you waiting for? Your balls will thank you. Make sure you get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Let's look at the players individually because, again, individually, I don't have a huge problem with them. I just think they should have gone a different direction, especially this early in free agency. Jacoby Brissett um, has really an impressive quarterback to interception ratio here with, with the Colts. I mean, he started 30 games with them, two with the Patriots. For his career, 31 touchdowns compared to 13 interceptions. And I I do think this is a good fit uh, as far as him being the backup quarterback because the Dolphins, I think, had to get a quarterback that was solid enough to come in and potentially win football games for you if something happened with Tua going off the rails or or an injury comes up, heaven forbid. Uh, But not somebody where... it's going to be threatening and and I hate to say threatening enough, but somebody who's not going to overwhelm Tua out there are out there in the field and, and uh, in the quarterback room. Yeah. And and speaking of, uh, and I'll jump right back to that in a second. Um, And guys, make sure you're hitting like, make sure you guys are following, subscribing, give us a review out on iTunes. I notice even more of you've gone out and done that. I appreciate you. Um, One thing real quick. I I do want to say, and I know you're going to probably express the same sentiment. Best of luck to Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Washington they who shall not be named team, I guess. Um, you know, I, I couldn't be happier for the guy, which is a weird thing to say for a guy I like leaving in free agency. But you know what? He's going to get a chance to just go out and sling the rock all over the field one last time. And I, I'm so happy to see it for, for the guy because he, he deserves to be out there starting, and this wasn't the right place for it anymore. I'm right there with you. I I like the signing of Fitzpatrick to begin with because I thought he had a high upside even with his age uh, and a very low downside. We didn't see a lot of the low downside with him. And I'm happy that we're not going to have a, a dysfunctional quarterback situation in year two. Uh, I'm not. It, it, it didn't get dysfunctional last year, but it was on the way there. Um, and not only is he not going to be in our division, he's not going to be in the same conference. So... Go to the Super Bowl, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I, for for all I care, uh, but yeah, he he was he was great to have it here for a couple of years, and more importantly, I think he's going to leave Miami a legend, uh, kind of one of those urban legends when we look back ten or fifteen years ago. So, um, best of luck to him. Um, so Jacoby Brissett's going to be that backup quarterback. Um, five one year, five million dollars with incentives could go up to seven and a half million. That's perfect. Um, yeah, it's. It's just not a move I, I I prefer the Dolphins make on day two of free agency. I uh, look I for somebody that isn't seeing the field, it's something I would rather do a little bit later. And I I think you know like an AJ McCarron type is going to be available for pretty much nothing here in a couple of months. And you know I know I know Brissett's better than AJ McCarron, and he's Brissett's going to be better than some of these backups, but four million dollars better i it's that's that's hard for me to bite on so um Ooh. what somebody said eagles trade zach Ertz to the bills i'm gonna go verify that one um yeah we don't want to give f- uh, fake reports yeah. here here again um yeah you 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 look that up here it's probably uh, uh you know, while, I'm while i'm looking that up cat there were a couple of questions in chat um yeah. one of them asked for opinions on the raiders center and i know you've got some so uh, you want to go ahead? Yes, and- yes, and thank you for bringing that up too. The Raiders very shockingly cut Rodney Rodney Hudson today, uh, multiple time Pro Bowler, thirty one years old, but uh, 
has not I, I don't think he's missed a snap since 2016 he's graded out very well he's not only a, a, a great center but he he can move too I think he's every bit the player that that um, Corey Lindsley is uh, in fact he's been better than him by far over the last five or six years Lindsley may have been a little better or just as good last year but that's it absolutely I'm 100% for him and that's my point Keep these $10 million and put them in your pocket. Go sign Rodney Hudson. Not backups. Starting center that we need. That makes sense. This nonsense today did not make sense. Yeah. Anyway. The Bills just traded away a tight end. Lee Smith. Yeah. That's yep. see. See, I've got I, I, I've got all the news that comes to my phone, fans. So we're, we're at the end of my watch. So if that were if that were happening, it'd be blowing up. Uh yeah, they traded Lee Smith for a blocking tight end to the Falcons for a for a twenty twenty two uh, late round pick. So yeah, people are people are stretching that right now because it sounds like Ertz is following the Bills on Instagram, which doesn't really mean a damn thing. So yeah. we'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, uh, Bill, the Bills uh, made that trade. They also signed Matt Hawk. Um, I would wish Hawk good luck, but he went to the Bills, so I can't do that. Hey, they also signed. They also signed Emmanuel Sanders, meaning that the Bills are signing starters on top of starters, not building quality depth, whatever the hell that means. So, uh, I don't know. So, we're, we're getting that part out of the way here. Matt, the Dolphins signed Malcolm Brown. I don't have a lot of nice things to say about him. He was clear-cut the third-best running back with the Rams last year. Um, they tried to get him out of the lineup the minute they drafted Cam Akers, drafted Daryl Henderson in the third round the year before that. If you want to have a good chuckle, look at his game log for the last eight weeks. I think he had a combined 90 to 100 yards. I, I don't know. I mean, do what you want with that. In what world is that? Are, are you paying $3 million a year for Malcolm Brown compared to 6 or $7 million possibly for a Chris Carson who's a, pro, who's, a, who's a Pro Bowl running back? I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't mean the Dolphins offseason is screwed. They've, they, in fact, it's barely just begun, but I'd be lying if I said I thought these were smart moves. So, um, oh, here, here's some good news, I think, today, though. So if we can, now that we've gotten all the, the bad news out of the way here, just, at least as far as I'm concerned, is um, every day that goes by here, every hour that goes by on the wide receiver market, um, these price tags go down for the guys that are out there. Um uh, Curtis Samuel, Kenny Galladay, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, even though we're, we're not as high on him as other people are. So, yeah, it's it, the Dolphins might be able to get a quality receiver, and I still think they will here in free agency. And they may not have to pay the $17, 18000000 million that we were thinking it might take here a couple of days ago. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough call because even though it's taking a few days – there seem to be a lot of folks still cashing in in unbelievable ways. And, and one of the examples was, I remember texting you earlier with just, wow, when I saw the Leonard Williams deal, what was it, uh, three years, $63 million? Um, that, that, that's quarterback money, folks, not Leonard Williams money. <laughs> like, so yeah. who knows? Who, who knows at this point? Yeah, three years, sixty-three million for Leonard Williams, forty-five million guaranteed, and uh, and I, I mean David Gettleman with the Giants, 
loves defensive tackles more than any person I've ever seen in my life. They're just stockpiling defensive tackles. They've got so many defensive tackles. They're kicking them out to defensive end, and then they're stacking defensive tackles onto the defensive ends behind them. Uh, so their cap room, because Leonard Williams is a franchise tag player, went from 19.2 down to 11 million. So they took that money and the, think they'd seen him sign a marquee receiver, but they signed John Ross for one for 2.5 million. Um, but I, I do think the Giants are still going to be big players for for Kenny Galladay. And honestly, Paul, I, my opinion hasn't changed a lot since yesterday. I think it would make a lot of sense that the Dolphins stayed away from Kenny Galladay, given how similar he is to Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki. I I disagree mildly. I'd still prefer Curtis Samuel overall. Um, but what I will say is most teams are not built with corners that are built to handle the Mike Kosicki or Devontae Parker. They're not stacked with those. They're not set to handle more than one of those, if even one of those type of players. Um, so if you were to throw a, a hard worker like Galladay in the mix and be able to trot out Preston Williams occasionally um, and hell, possibly even Kyle Pitts, you could really, really have some matchup nightmare, nightmare mismatch type of fun against some of these opposing defenses out there. Um, but what, one other real quick thing I wanted to point out, just back on the topic as on before, What's insane to me, because everybody that watches our show knows I love my fat guys on offense and defense. Like, my linemen love them. But the fact that Joe Tooney and Leonard Williams combined for eight years and $143 million between the two of them is nauseating at this point. And I much prefer the fact that Miami's just signing some backup depth for their special teams yeah and look i I was i said before i was totally fine with the dolphins sitting out of free agency completely and when they got isaiah wilson and they got matt pilardi before free agency started okay that's good value signed seathan carter okay i'm a little surprised by that but really it's a one-year 1.7 million dollar contract that's pretty much what it is okay fine didn't expect that but whatever but now you start gathering all this together and it's like, okay, I thought we were sitting out of free agency. And if we're not, then why are we not going out and getting somebody that's going to actually impact football games? Not whatever the hell this is. Yeah, and, and, and guys, Curtis Samuel was not signed yet. There was a false report at one point. Don't buy into that. And yeah, Will Fuller is still available, even though he won't be able to play. I believe it's the first game. So it's, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. I and don't know. W- it, w- I mean, all these guys carry risks. And uh, Will Fuller, yeah, he's, he's also on that list, too. Not sure if the Dolphins will want to have anything to do with him, given that he might be, you know, one suspension away from being out for the year. But everyone carries risks at this point. And you look at Will Fuller last year. In 10 games, he had, what, 833 yards. You translate that to 16 games and I don't know what it is exactly, what, 1,300 to 1,400 yards, if we have any mathematicians out there. Um, that's yeah. pretty incredible for a former first – and plus, former first-round pick, 27 years old, gets deep. I mean, he would have been – him getting suspended um, – 
was huge for him. I mean, if, if he hadn't gotten suspended, we, we might be talking about somebody that came off the board at $16, 17000000 million this year. Yeah, easily. And <clears throat> so, Kat, I'm going to let you take this one from our chat, and I apologize we keep going back to it, but there's there's two things in there I want to get to because one of them I know we want to talk about anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let you take this one, though. How do you feel about Preston Williams? Um... It's a shame with him because he he spent the last two years on injured reserve. And the other part of it, too, is his skill set and what he does well are so similar to Devontae Parker. Um, so it, it's been frustrating because if he, he comes here in training camp as a rookie. He's the star camp. He starts to show those signs throughout the season as he gets to his best level out for the air. This past year... Um, you know, he struggled at the beginning coming back from injury. He comes back. He has that great game against the Cardinals. Um, then he gets hurt again for the year. And I, I, he's not somebody that plays special teams. He doesn't play in the slot. So you can't exactly hide him on the bottom of your roster. Then again, he's not making a lot of money. So I don't know quite know what to do with him. I don't think you're going to get any trade value with him because he's been hurt for the last two years because the team you trade him to feels like, you know, you're, you're – you're just trading them damaged goods. So I'm not quite sure what to do with them. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, I'd like to see a guy that lasts longer than a college season on the NFL roster. Um, and he hasn't shown the ability to do that yet. He does do a lot of special things when healthy. He makes catches I haven't seen anybody else on the team make. Uh, puts a hell of a lot of effort in there, but he just needs to be better suited to his body uh, and, and understand that that extra yard may not be worth the rest of the season uh, at times. So it's, you know, and, and Kevin, we're, we're, we're not really being pessimistic. We do like the fact that Miami hasn't gone out and, and pissed money in free agency like some of these teams have, but, you know, it, it is a thing. So, Kat, real quick, looking well, at the uh, Patriots. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, being not not being pessimistic, I mean, speak for yourself on that. Uh, I'm, I, <laughs> You're just being you, sunshine. Yeah, well, no, I, look, I'm I'm not happy with what happened today, but I'm not going to fly off the handle and think this ruined where we are. I'm happy with the team. We're ten and six, youngest team in one of the youngest teams in the league. Third overall pick, a lot of money to spend. I am excited about a lot of things. I think today the dollars could have been been put in a could have been used a little bit more wisely anyway go yeah. ahead and, and and by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in here real quick on another one in chat look Pitts and gasicki would be amazing i am with you uh, i'm black every i i am all in with you it's Pitts is good enough that he's got me debating trading down from three to make sure we get him if that tells you anything and i it, everybody that's listened to our show for years Many of you who are in the chat today can tell the other folks that are watching, I almost never meet a trade down I don't like. Uh, so the fact that I'm willing to sit at three and take a tight end should tell you everything you need to know about Pitts's ability to coexist with coexist with Gesicki. Uh, but speaking of tight ends, Kat, the Pats were not done today. They went out and got Hunter Henry to compliment Jonu Smith. If I was a Pats fan, I'd finally have something to be happy about as far as these moves go. What are your thoughts, though? Yeah, I I think that if the Patriots had 
signed Janu Smith and Hunter Henry and not so many of the other players like Davin Gotcha, like Kendrick Bourne, like um, Nelson Aguilar and the money that they gave them. I, I would think, darn, the Patriots did a hell of a good job here. Uh, but they signed so many players. And I, 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 I'm i sorry, Davin Gotcha is a fine player, but he, he's not somebody – this is somebody – how many career sacks does he have in three or two? So he's a decent run defender at 6'3", 300 pounds. Are you going to pay, what, two years at $16 million for that? You're going to pay three years, $22 million for Kendrick Bourne, who is a, a nobody before this year and had, what, 700 yards receiving this year? Nelson Aguilar was a first-round bust up until, you know, October. Um, now, a lot of those moves didn't make sense. I, I think it's – I honestly think this is, this is just a feeling. I honestly believe this is Bill Belichick saying – you know, this is my last hurrah here. It's going to take too long to get another quarterback. I'm just throwing everything into the middle of the table, and in a year or two, I'm gone. But he, uh, here's my thing. Like we talked about last night, he didn't really throw everything into the middle of the table. He kind of threw – it's like he went to a poker game and kind of just threw a bunch of coupons in. Uh, you know, like it, it's just – he gra- he ran right up like it was freaking Black Friday – and then, like, got socks and underwear. Like, it just didn't make sense. Like, he, he ran up, spent like he was getting the top-tier free agents at, at some of these positions, and walked away with Davin Godchow. Um, You know, walked away with, um, oh, God, what's his face that... that Matt, Matt, yeah, they got some good play. They got Matt Judon. They got Hunter Henry, Janu Smith, but... They spent all their money, and I, I look at the roster from top to bottom, picking 15th in the draft. I'm thinking, okay, you're not going to get a quarterback from anywhere else. If you roll in there with Cam Newton in the same roster, how many games are you winning at best? At the top, maybe seven or eight? Uh, and I, I'd say with the way they were playing at the end of last year, probably not even that many. So it's kind of what's what's the end game here? They're kind of stuck in that purgatory that the Dolphins were in when they had Mike Tannenbaum and Adam Gase. Yeah. I just I don't know. It's we've seen this type of spending on good free agents and it barely works. I, I can't imagine this type of spending on mediocre free agents and, and preventing yourself from being able to fill those holes. Paul, uh, I'm going to go back to something you said before that I meant to capitalize on here is so yeah. uh, Kenny Galladay uh, we we talked about and you know between Kenny Galladay, Curtis and Curtis Samuel, I. And, and some of these other guys, I think they'll get one one of the top receivers. Uh, Will Fuller is, is also in that mix. Juju Smith-Schuster, I, I, I kind of hope not, but it's possible. Um, but Kenny, sticking on Kenny Galladay. So if, if basically the free agent market dries up, you know, Curtis Samuel gets his money, Juju gets his money, Will Fuller gets his money. Kenny Galladay still out there, let's say for $15 million a year. Is, is that something you're you're willing to pay? him to come to Miami I mean is Curtis Samuel still out there no he's not in this scenario he's not out there basically Kenny Galladay is the last one out there and he's the best one by a wide margin yeah I guess I mean I don't love it I, I I'd go back and forth on it given the talent that I do like in the NFL draft this year um 
I, I agree with you. I because I'm I'm with you on that because I think you can't just whiff at the receiver position because now you box yourself into a corner where you have to get a running back. You have to get probably two receivers. Um, and I think the Dolphins have significant needs at, along the edge now that they don't have Kyle Van Noy and Shaq Lawson. So, you know, I, I think they do have a lot of needs and, and, and it's time for them to, and they still, still have to address the center position. So See, I, it's, it's important you, they, they start taking some of these needs off the board heading into April's draft. I'm going to debate you on part of that here, Kat. It's, uh, and I know you love hearing those words. Yes, yeah, but I'm I'm in a fighting mood. I, I think they actually got better overall off the edge, uh, from a talent perspective, with a healthy Vin, Vince Beagle in place of, of Lawson. I think he's a better pass rusher, a more underrated pass rusher, and a more lessly paid pass rusher. And with Andrew Van Ginkle, um, I think Kyle Van Noy, while he's a hell of a leader, is a step slow and got exposed in a lot of games. You take that three-sack performance away, and, and really his statistical performance wasn't that good last season. Um, and, and and really Lawson, while he's good, is still a guy. And, and you look at what Vince Beagle was turning into before he got hurt, I think they got better on the edge just getting rid of the name players and going with the ones that were put-up or shut-up guys. Uh, I... I like that the Dolphins got Vince Beagle back. Uh, overall, I like the trade for Shaq Lawson and Bernardrick McKinney because yeah. I, I think you got really a, a much better version of a Landon Roberts that you can play in the middle for 30 snaps a game. I, I, I am concerned about asking him to do everything Van Noy did. Um, Van Noy was all over the field, but then again, he got hurt. Who knows if he would have been the same player this year. On the edge, Shaq Lawson did a very good job um, early downs of crushing the left tackle, shoving him back. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think Vince Beagle fits that same role. I don't think he can do those same things. But Zach Sealer might be able to. And if you play those three-man fronts with Sealer, Raekwon Davis, and um, Christian Wilkins, then I think you're going to be okay there. But then the Dolphins need more depth along the defensive line with with players that that can that can hold the edge in the same way. Absolutely on that. And and, and this again, this wasn't being derogatory towards Lawson and really wasn't towards Van Noy. I just I you know, I look at what Beagle did as somebody that I thought was going to be just a run first guy that was a run first guy, but you you look at his pressure numbers, not his sack numbers, but his pressure numbers. And and you can put those up against most players in the NFL. Um, even though he didn't get to the quarterback per se. And the fact that they added Bernardrick McKinney to that mix can't be discounted here because it, it's you basically upgraded three positions with those two moves. Uh, or you upgraded two definitively without losing a hell of a lot of ground on the third. Uh, you didn't. I don't think you lose a lot of ground between Lawson and Beagle. You definitely upgraded from Munson to, or Roberts or Camus Grugier-Hill going to Bernardrick McKinney and you know you look at the stat lines and, and you project them over the course of a season and Andrew Van Ginkle utterly destroys anything and everything that Kyle Van Noy was um, so other than is he a vocal leader like and you know I'll, I'll, I'll take you know a triple sack total over is he a vocal leader most days especially if you're not sacrificing in other areas 
Yeah. Um, it, it, <laughs> Van Noy also too. What he had seven sacks last year, but I think three of them were in one game against the Jaguars in the in the in the second half. Um, yeah, he is a good leader. He is versatile. He is a smart guy. But one thing that that I don't think the Dolphins could count on heading into last year's Raquan Davis and Zach Sealer had not broken out yet. They were not dependable players at all. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle had just gotten on the field for a handful of games the year before because he was hurt. He wasn't somebody that that was counted on. If that weren't the case last year, if you had Sealer and Wake, Raquan Davis and uh, Andrew Van Ginkle the year before. I know Raekwon's a rookie, but um, that would have been a different story. They may not have signed Kyle Van Noy or Shaq Lawson. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and Kat, I, I think we've pretty much talked about this one. I'm going to say real quick, guys, make sure you like and subscribe. Um, you know, and, and leave us some reviews out on YouTube. You guys have been awesome with all of it, and thank you guys so much. Um, I want to go back to Curtis Samuel because one of the things – I was commenting back and forth a little bit with with CK, is I love the idea of Samuel even more as I'm looking at the idea of Kyle Pitts being drafted. Um, One of the things I love about that, and we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but you you look at the positionless defense Miami likes to trot out on the field. Now, if you go with the 22 personnel, right, the two tight end set, uh, you trot Gesicki, you trot Pitts, you trot Curtis Samuel, Lynn Bowden Jr., and Albert Wilson out onto the field will go with for this this exercise, right? Um, you know, you've got three guys that can line up in the backfield. You've got a, all of them can line up wide. Um, or if you trotted Najee Harris out there instead of Albert Wilson, you can line up almost everybody, almost everywhere in that formation, and it's pretty hard to set up your defense for that because if you if you trot your, your standard base 3-4 out there or 4-3, and the Dolphins go 5 wide with Gasicki, Pitts, Najee, you know, Samuel, and um, uh, b- 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 Parker, see, you, you're you're losing track of how many weapons there are. That's right. That, that, that's the point, and yeah, but, I'm and it's, it's with minimal effort to get there. Right, exactly. And it's not hard. Look, I say this all the time. Football's not that hard, okay? I, I, I don't – they're not up there playing 3D chess. Make it simple. Take your money. Put weapons around Tua. I mean, it, and, and, and that's what pisses me off, too, is that with moves like today, you take a big chunk out of what you can actually offer offer us a Curtis Samuel um, – or at Kenny Galladay or something like that. My fear is that, well, David Andrews or Rodney Hudson, they're a little bit too far out of our range. So we still need a center heading into the draft. We also need edge players. So instead of doing what you suggested there, um, getting a Najee Harris and a Kyle Pitts, eh, we got to add a player on defense instead. Uh, we can't we can't surround him with all those weapons. That's what's going to make me mad. And, and we're not there yet. I'm painting a worst-case scenario. Um, the Dolphins have the the ammunition to be able to do that. I am not interested in building building a well-rounded football team. I want to get stars to pair around Tua. That's what I want. Not depth, not quality depth or a well-rounded team or patch holes or any of that stuff. Stars. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Somebody said it's it's a no to Samuel. It's crazy when you get Rondell Moore at 18. I would take Samuel and I would still draft 
a wide receiver. Uh, you know, whether it's Rashad Bateman who ran the four three seven at his pro day, uh, whether it's Tutu Atwell later on, whether it's Jalen Darden, whether it's Kadarius Tony, whether it's Nico Collins. I mean, it, it's you know there are a ton, ton, ton of wide receivers I like in this draft. And you can go out and get your edge in the draft. Part of why Houston had to trade for one is the fact that they're not going to be in any type of striking distance come the NFL draft to be able to draft a guy. They had to find a way to get an edge player, and they couldn't afford to go out and pay one. Um, So, you know, we took advantage of them yet again. But it's really you take one wide receiver in free agency rather than tie up $30 million going after a bunch of them. And then you take one in the draft, and you play survival of the fittest with everybody else. I, I mean, outside of Devontae Parker. Um, you take yeah. Kyle Pitts, and, and, and you can go ahead, and you can get a Creed Humphrey who tested off the charts at his pro day. You could go ahead, you can get a Quinn Miners. Uh, you can re-sign Karras because Brian Flores has been standing there winking at him, saying, I only got eyes for you, honey, while he's talking to his friend. Yeah, Kar- Karras may be the way to... Maybe the fallback there. Um, I, I don't want them to head into the draft saying we need to draft a center, and then there are two or three guys there. Um, yeah, so there are a lot of different combinations. And, you know, the one thing, if, if the Dolphins were to get Galladay, and, and I don't think they will, I think I have a feeling they're going to get Curtis Samuel. That, that's just it, see, it feels like Byron Jones a little bit last year where things are just too quiet on that front. So, uh, it's not really good evidence, but yeah, he's in Florida. And then you had somebody on, on Twitter who used to be a Panthers beat writer saying that the Dolphins are going to make a receiver a very rich man. He seems like a good fit. The Dolphins have been trying to get that type of, uh, you know, with the lack of a better term, yeah, switchblade, gadgety type receiver. But Samuels had almost 1,100 total yards last year. Um it, 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 it makes sense, and it's kind of just too quiet on that front. That's what I'm going to be looking for, and for the wide receiver market to be driven down a lot. So, Paul, before we sign off here, any uh, any uh, other thoughts here? Um, we have a ton, ton, ton of draft talk in the chat, and I love it. Uh, it's very hard for us. It, it's cat. You, you and I can both admit this. We both absolutely love the draft. We both love free agency. We love the off season. So it's very hard for us to not be diving deep on the draft talk. We could literally probably sit here all night, but it's, you know, we will yeah, just, be talking extensively about the draft moving forward, guys. Don't you worry. Just wait another week or so, and, and yeah. we, we'll get through free age. Uh, and I'll say, Rondale Moore, I like. Um, reminds me a lot of Golden Tate. A great play strength for his size. Um, has played only seven games the last two years and didn't get a lot of – great quarterback play at Purdue either so yeah he's somebody that'll be fascinating as as we come up here on the draft that's going to do it for day two of the NFL free agency tampering period Paul and I will be back here tomorrow I have a feeling I'll be in a better mood tomorrow um, I'll be my usual chipper self so um, <laughs> just, um so, so I, I gotta tell you this guy because I don't know if you caught it uh, Shake who's always in our chat awesome guy um, I had the pleasure of being on a panel with him uh, in the off season last year. Uh, he he was he basically came in and said he was here for the vintage grumpy, angry cat because it was how he was feeling right now. And like every time you said something, you just see yes yes cat in the chat, like all excited that you were pissed off. Okay, you know, my, look, look, my pain. If my pain brings joy to somebody else i'm fine with that they're like i look i'm a team player here okay that's totally fine 
I, I can laugh at myself, believe it or not. <laughs> but not now. Uh, <laughs> Tomorrow you can. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's going to do it for our breakdown here of day two. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook. It just all of our social media outlets. We're also the uh, um, main channel here for the Fan Sided Network as well as FinFanatic.com. I'll get smoother with that outro as we continue to go along. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.